Thanks, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and president of BBB Western Ontario. And Ask BBB is a program that gives consumers information from businesses they can trust. Well, June is Seniors Month, and one of the most difficult times for seniors and their families is adjusting the need for extra care. It's a tough time to come to terms with the fact that you can't manage totally on your own, and for adult children, it's hard to determine when and how to step in and help out or to arrange for caregivers. And we'll talk about that this morning. The fourth industrial revolution is well upon us, and for businesses and for individuals, it can be a challenge to keep up. The integration of digital management of many aspects of our lives is changing much of how we do everything from shopping to tracking our fitness levels. Businesses need to keep up or be left out. Jeff Christofferson of Smart Web Pros will join us to take some of the mystery out of such terms as SEO and responsive web design. Well, I'm not sure how much the digital age has influenced RVing, but it's a sure bet that uh, many people take their smartphones, their tablets, their computers with them when they strike out on vacation to in today's recreational vehicles. And we have Andrew Thompson of CanMRV joining us this morning to provide tips that will help make your RV adventure a good one, whether you're on or off the grid. Welcome to the program, Andrew. Yeah, it's great to be here. After that introduction, Andrew, we need to ask, what's the biggest changes you've seen since your father started CanMRV back in 1970? Um, probably the biggest change is the variety. In 1970, there were fold-down tent trailers and pretty much travel trailers, and that was about it. And there was very little variety in that. Um, today, we have motorhomes of several types. Uh, we have fifth-wheel trailers, uh, uh, some of the big fifth wheels with slide out rooms are bigger than a Toronto condo when they're when they're opened up. As, um, of course, the vehicles have progressed a long way for towing this sort of thing. So you can get uh, just about anything you want in an RV, and sometimes that's the biggest challenge is sorting out which one is right for you. So um, once you make that uh, decision to try RVing, I see from what you've said there are a lot of choices that they'll be faced with. So uh, how do you make the choices to which type mm -hmm. of RV camping you want to uh, select? Well, for a lot of people buying their first one, sometimes what makes sense is to get a good second hand, um, especially in a towable. There's no engine, things like that to go wrong with it. Hmm. So you can buy a good second hand unit, get your feet wet with it without investing a lot, especially if you get one that you can tow behind the car you already own. And that'll give you a pretty good feel before you go in deeper into something that's bigger, fancier, or whatever. So that's, that's probably the most... Uh, valuable advice I could probably give on that side of it. There's, um, uh, and then it's kind of the space you need, how you're going to use it. One thing we caution people on a little bit with an RV, if you buy a car, really the most basic car to the fanciest car, most all of them are made out of stamped steel, similar construction, similar quality level. RVs really vary. Some RVs are fairly basic construction, uh, a wood frame with aluminum skin that are meant more to park a lot of the time, and then others are made for lots of miles of travel. So you want to buy a construction and quality level that's going to suit what you want to do. So how steep a learning curve is it to drive a vehicle, either towing a trailer RV or a self-contained motorhome? Yeah, it's um, a lot easier than most people think. And one of the things we do at our store is we always have units there for test drives. So you can go out and 
tow a trailer, drive a motorhome, get the comparison, see what it's like. It um, Most people are quite shocked how easy it is once they do it. And that being able to do those test drives saves a lot of people a lot of money, we find, because uh, what we call – in the RV industry, we call it two-foot-itis, where somebody buys a 20-foot and then comes in for a 23-foot and then a 27. Sometimes they'll go for a test drive, tow the 27 and say, yeah, there's nothing to this and get the one they want the first time. Is rental in that mix at all? Um, it's funny. We don't do a lot of rentals in London. Um, rentals are really popular around the airport in Toronto, but mostly to Europeans because they can come over – um, they can rent an RV and it saves them the cost of renting a car plus all the hotel costs. And, the, and Europeans just love that type of travel. Uh, the um, For what it's going to cost to rent something for three weeks, you can probably buy a used unit, use it for a year and lose less on the depreciation. So, Andrew, uh, if we decide and we purchase an RV, we know around our home there are lots of maintenance and chores that we have to do every week. <laughs> How about maintaining a, a home on wheels? What, what's involved there? Yeah, um, it's uh, fairly simple compared to uh, a lot of things. Uh, on a motorhome, uh, you're going to have chassis maintenance, which is basically like maintaining your car. Now, as you get into the really big expensive ones with pusher diesels and that, that becomes more involved and more expensive. But a, a simple gas motorhome isn't too bad that way. Um, the body on the the RV, uh, coat of wax on it once or twice a year, sure keeps it nice. And you... Um, Seal the exterior here and there. That's uh, the main thing to keep them sealed up so you don't get leaks in them. We always point out that consumers should ask BBB, that is, check out the business on the Better Business Bureau website. In addition to checking for BBB accreditation, are there other things people should be checking before they go looking for an RV? Um, if you're dealing with a dealership, there's also uh, an RV Dealers Association for Canada that uh, um, has uh, certain standards, so which helps a lot. I uh, would make sure that whoever you're dealing with is a member of that. Um, again, your after-sale support is going to call come far more from the dealer than from the manufacturer. Many RV manufacturers are fairly small companies, so uh, think about that side of it when you purchase. Car dealers are somewhat regulated. Is does that regulation extend to motorhomes and RVs? Uh, the a motorhome is treated like a car. Um, Trailer dealers are not really regulated at all to speak of. If it's just uh, if you, all you sell are travel trailers, you have very little regulation you have to follow. So in that case, we might want to make absolutely certain that uh, they're an accredited ABB business or, or have yeah. some kind of backing in the RV industry community. Yeah, and BBB, of course, is a great uh, resource and somebody you can go to if you do have an issue down the road. That's really helpful. Well, we know that uh, it's going to be a busy time as uh, – we approach summertime. Uh, has it become more popular since 1970? Oh, yes, uh, very much so. And um, uh, our biggest problem right now is getting enough RVs. Uh, our Airstream products were sold out till uh, till February just about. Uh, some of our other products are out longer than that. Uh, any of our kind of niche, really well-done units are very much in demand. Well, thanks for your time this morning. Andrew Thompson of uh, Can-Am RV. Thanks for providing this glimpse of RV living. I know there are a lot of answers on your website, and people can get to that either directly uh, at canamrv.ca or they can go to the bbb.org uh, site, type in canamrv, and they'll uh, learn all about it. Thanks, Thanks very for, much, Andrew. Hey, thank you. When we return, response to our questions about responsive web design. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and president of BBB Serving Western Ontario. 
And now we welcome Jeff Christofferson of Smart Web Pros to Ask BBB. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Jeff, almost everyone has an internet profile of some sort, whether through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. Most businesses are aware of how important it is to have a strong internet presence. And that's why we at BBB work constantly to assure that the business review for accredited businesses on our sites are accurate and up-to-date. How much difference can it make to a business to go beyond just having a website to having a website that is optimized for search engines and designed to be interactive? Well, I mean, these days, everyone and their dog uses search engines to look for absolutely everything. Um, statistics are um, are varied a little bit, but um, but there's there are statistics that range from eighty five to ninety percent of all uh, websites are found using a search engine. People typically do not type in the address or try to even remember the address or even copy the address from business cards or uh, other marketing materials. Uh, They've come to trust search engines to deliver the websites that they're looking for. So if you're not ranked up there, your competitors are going to get those people. So it's pretty important to have uh, search engine optimization then. It's critically important. If you don't have um, a uh, a website that is uh, optimized, you may get repeat business from existing clients. You may get uh, you may continue to get uh, word of mouth business, but new clients that uh, that are using search engines to look for what they're looking for, they're they're going to find the businesses that are on the first page of Google. If you're not there, they're not finding you. So for our listeners who aren't tech-friendly, can you explain exactly what SEO, or search engine optimization, is and why it is so important for a business to utilize? So search engine uh, optimization, SEO, um, is, uh, as I said, uh, critically important. It's, um, it's what uh, we at Smart Web Pros uh, specialize in doing. And uh, we we do it by first building you a website and making sure that it is error free and and it is developed in a uh, in a way that is friendly for Google to understand. Uh, because the better Google can understand you, the better they can match you up with your customers. Is Google the only search engine? That's the only one we hear about. But are there others? Yes, Google is the only search engine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, there are others, but. Uh, the latest statistics are showing that Google uh, averages around 85% of all searches. Um, and Bing and Yahoo uh, share about 14% of all searches. That leaves only 1% of searches uh, of all other search engines in the world. Um, so, it, you know, by and large, uh, Google is, you know, uh, to say that they hold the majority is, an, is a vast understatement. So are there things that you might do with a website that would penalize uh, your search with Google? Things that you could do to your website that might penalize your website? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like um, the biggest one is uh, is something that can or may not be in your control, and that is the concept of duplicate content. So in other words, the text that you have on your website, you may have put in a lot of work into that, and then – Later on in your years, you may have hired, um, you know, some uh, some marketing people to to create ads for you. It's tempting for them to copy and paste that content into ads because you've put the thought into it. It's so easy to do, and uh, through the course of years, 
you may have that content duplicated. You might even have competitors who are building websites for themselves who just thought it would be a nice shortcut if they would just copy and paste your content into their websites. Now you got more duplicate content. The more years go by, the more duplicate content you have. And if you think about it from Google's point of view, duplicate content is a is a horrible thing for people who are searching. If someone searches for a particular keyword and you get the same results uh, on Google, that all the content is identical. And ultimately, if it all points to you, then Google is not servicing the people well. And if Google is not servicing the people well, they're going to change and they'll go to Yahoo, they'll go to Bing. Google will systematically choose websites that have unique content. So at Smart Web Pros, we'll f- we focus hard on building websites with unique content on every page. So you want writers and you want people that can create new, different kind of content then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You have to resist every impulse uh, possible. In fact, it's a never-ending job because even after you've created your duplicate content, you have to be on guard for poachers, people who are going to come into your website, copy and paste that content, and then you have to... You have to reach out to those people and get them to take that content down or change your website again to keep it unique. So if we are successful at maximizing SEO and we attract people to our website, what are some of the things we need to do to increase the chances that they will explore our website and hopefully end up doing business with us and becoming a customer? Well, that's a a great question. Um, The trick is to uh, keep people on your website as long as possible and to keep the door open, per se, for them to communicate to you. One trick is, um, and I shouldn't really call it a trick, it's, 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 a, it's a strategy to keep that door open. We keep a, a form. Um, so usually at Smart Web Pros, our uh, websites will have a form on every single page of your website so that people always have the ability to reach out to you. Um, and the other thing that keeps people interested in in their in your website is actually videos. Um, of course, you don't want long videos, but you want them long enough so that they'll stay there, they'll be entertained, and not too long so that they they get bored and then they leave. Jeff, every time you are here with us on <laughs> Ask BBB, it seems that we just scratch the surface, and there's so much depth uh, for us to get on. Um, Smart Web Pros, the website, will have some tips there. Right. Yes. So if they if people want to know more, they can uh, visit your website. Well, actually, yeah, we we go a step further. If um, if you wanted to have an internet marketing report on your website, we'll do that for you for free. Just call us, and we'll create an internet marketing report which will outline all the strengths and weaknesses of your website and your competitors' websites. So, and it will actually uh, outline what what uh, strategies you should. Uh, implement in order to improve your Google ranking. We can't get better than that. No. (laughs) Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Jeff Christofferson of Smart Web Pros. And when we return, communications manager Ashley Cashelman joins us to talk about caregiver tips for seniors. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB Western Ontario and we welcome BBB Communications Manager Ashley Castleman to Ask BBB. Good morning again, Ashley. Good morning. With an increased aging population, more attention now needs to be devoted to elder abuse. 
BBB receives hundreds of phone calls each year from senior citizens who have been targeted or victimized by scammers. Ashley, what is the most common scam that targets seniors? Financial fraud, which can include bogus travel deals, lottery scams, or just simple bad investments, are the most uh, common scams that seniors fall for. So what can a caregiver or family member do to help uh, an elderly person or loved one avoid some of these, Ashley? Well, um, a good caregiver or family member... um, is is usually well involved. So you're going to want to emphasize the criminal nature of telemarketing fraud and help the person learn how to identify it. Um, Have a calm but frank conversation about the best way to handle the person's finances in the future. Uh, You're going to want to choose a relaxed time to bring up the topic with the care care receiver. Uh, Bringing it up during an already anxious or stressful time, uh, it's not going to bring good results. So you're going to want to make sure they're comfortable and they're ready to uh, talk about this. So what are some of the warning signs that we should look out for? One of the warning signs is that the person receives a lot of junk mail, whether it's sweepstakes or just uh, free prizes. Uh, they get frequent phone calls from people offering value, valuable awards or asking for charitable donations. Mm-hmm. Another is a person has written checks or made withdrawals for large amount of money to unfamiliar or out-of-area companies. Most often, the person begins to act very secretive about phone calls. The person or phone calls, or the, or the person might start having sudden problems paying bills, or they might not have enough money to pay for food for the week. Mm. So, is there any trick to, to avoiding these telemarketing scams, Ashley? Uh, the easiest way to help an elderly family member is to have their name and phone number put on the do not call list. You can go to L N N T E hyphen dncl.gc.ca or Google Do Not Call Us Canada to uh, register them. Uh, keep in mind, this isn't going to stop all the phone calls. The real scammers like CRA scams, um, telemarketing scams might not uh, go through these lists, but they will, it will stop a lot of the phone calls that um, the relative will, will receive. Okay. And uh, what should you do if you think that someone in our care has become a victim of a scam? Well, sometimes it can be difficult to find out if someone has been victimized. Uh, They can become secretive. Often they're embarrassed (coughs) that they were tricked into falling for a scam. Or in a case with somebody with dementia or, or another disorder, they might just not know or remember that they were victimized. But if you think somebody in your care has been victimized, uh, the first thing you're going to want to do is contact the police. They can investigate it. Uh, You can also report the scam on our scam tracker, uh, which can be found at bbb.org slash scam tracker. So, Ashley, any final tips for us before we go today? Uh, Don't give up. Uh, Resistance from a care receiver is to be expected. Many times uh, this kind of change will make them feel as though they're losing some of their independence. Uh, Only push things so far during the initial conversation, but do not give up after the first try. It might take a few tries, so it is a process, but it's a very important conversation to have. Well, Ashley, once more, thank you for being here and uh, for giving us some of these great tips. Uh, It's a start. Now, you mentioned a a couple of... uh, addresses. Are they available on our website? They are. Okay. So if you go to uh, the bbb.org, you'll be able to find those uh, uh, internet addresses. So uh, next week on Ask BBB, we continue with Seniors Month as we discuss 
retirement homes, and hearing aids. And don't forget, the nominations are open for BBB's Business Integrity Awards. You only have two weeks left to nominate a company that you've had an exceptional experience with. If you think a business embodies integrity and trust, we want to know. Nominate them online at bbb.org or by calling 519-673-3222. That number again is 519-673-3222. And remember, you can always ask BBB. As we mentioned, visit the website at bbb.org. And if you have a question or a guest suggestion, contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. Thanks to our program producer, Ashley Castleman's BBB Western Ontario Communications Manager. And so until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.